Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm good. Kind of saucy, enjoying my cocktail. Ooh, brown liquor. Yeah, doing a little whiskey this week. Ooh, ooh. You're drunk already, probably. Uh, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm learning how to get down with the brown. Well. <laughs> don't do that don't my bad that. i'm not gonna spill your tea on, <laughs> on here don't do that my bad my bad anyway how are you you know i'm good i'm good. okay okay how are you that's the more important question i'm great i'm good i'm good <laughs> so, so the uh, listeners this is um a pre-recorded episode we had a change in schedule so we had to kind of record outside of our normal schedule but you know we like to be consistent and bring you a new episode every week so this week is going to be just a little bit different you know how we do like questions and things but we Mm -hmm. always started off with a cocktail so what are you drinking tonight justin to me i'm having um some whiskey it's called screwball it's like a peanut butter whiskey you know i've had like you know, usually I drink um, Crown Royal, which is like a Canadian mm-hmm. whiskey. But this is like super, super sweet. It's like a nice like dessert cocktail. You know, I've already eaten dinner. I'm going to be going to bed pretty soon. So I'll, let me just take it down with this, you know, brown liquor, slip it slow. Okay. What you drink? So I'm drinking a Cure Royale, which is um, basically Chambord and Champagne. I'm in a festive mood um right now so yes yeah why so festive so i think i told y'all what two weeks last week two weeks ago (laughs) that i'm starting Uh a new position so you know how it is when you like leave the previous position and then you now you have like some time off in between so now you know officially in transition to my new gig so well toast to you (laughs) cheers Bravo to you. All right. Well, as Marie said, this is a previously recorded episode. So we're going to do what we've done in the past for all of our listeners. And it's kind of um, just a random episode. But this time we're going to present questions to one another that we've gotten. um, Some we've drafted ourselves and some we've gotten from listeners. And we also have some listener letters, um, which we're just going to kind of summarize because y'all be really lengthy and long. Yeah. And we just want to get to the point. (laughs) Yeah. So. But we love um, the engagement. We love hearing from our listeners. So be sure if you have a question, comment, anything, you can um, actually send us a, a message on our website, which is www dot category is pod.com you can also slide slide into the dms on any of our social media which is at category is pod and if you're grandma you can email us at category is pod at gmail.com all right <laughs> <laughs> oh best all right what's the first right. question you have the first question i have for you is um what is your biggest surprise that you've had in the past few months um good question because everything's just been like so kind of chill the last few months i think for me i i would say definitely um 
the biggest surprise I had was that companies were are actively like recruiting and hiring <laughs> because um, I got a like a LinkedIn message like kind of right when like lockdown and quarantine was happening mm -hmm. and you know kind of um, that you know prompted my whole like because I wasn't like actively searching for a job really it was more like it kind of came to me and so right. um, yeah so that was my, like my biggest surprise is that you know during all of this um, like lockdown and quarantine and the unemployment numbers are like soaring um, that that companies were like actively looking to to hire and, and things like mm -hmm. that so i think for me that was that was my biggest surprise right yeah what about for you um for me i think again it's like with this whole year has just been crazy wild unpredictable yeah. unprecedented and historical um but i never thought that during a global pandemic and quarantine that um i would you know just be like so at peace with myself and my anxiety be so low but okay. also that i would have met met someone and like started a beautiful relationship during all this i would have never thought like bitch you know all the years of pounds of the pavement trying to find a man and then you yeah. going to quarantine and start something <laughs> on them nice uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> my bad but no like the... i mean it's, it is what it is but it's just i'm saying yeah. like no like it's like it's awesome to met like someone Normal, like I, that to me was the biggest surprise. I never would have thought it would have been like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I didn't um, really think that, but they were like advertising hard. Because I remember like the Match.com commercials kept coming on like a lot more, and mm -hmm. you would see they have they had some kind of new feature where the people would um, basically go on like FaceTime dates and things. And yeah, I've um, I've been on so many Zoom dates, like. Ooh. No, in the beginning, like, you know, like, I was dating around, and, I like, in the beginning, you don't want to meet people, especially, like, when I was dating, like, back in March around my birthday, like, mm -hmm. I would have, like, five Zoom dates a week. It was just Ooh. a lot. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. I think a lot of people will have a lot of, um, well, a lot of relationships are breaking up during the quarantine, a lot of divorces. True a lot of people just like walking out um but i think that you know the people that are gonna make it through the quarantine i think their relationship is gonna be that much more solid you know yeah. if you can from what i've been finding it's like it's ending relationships because you didn't like the person you were with you only tolerated them and you like didn't spend that much time around them right um yeah. or it's like causing people to like solidify or repair their relationships or the mm -hmm. opportunity to get even closer but i think mm -hmm. this is how people are handling it also as individuals like for me with quarantine as someone who's dealt with you know anxiety and depression and just all these other things it's just i was really nervous in the beginning because i felt like a lot of things in my life were starting to hit their stride and improve and mm -hmm. that seemed like a big setback and it was more so the anxiety from the unknown because no one's ever right. been through this before and um you know i thought i could either you know just spiral into a low mm -hmm. or i could just like go within myself and focus on the things i can control and to me i did the latter and it's just been really beautiful for like my development as an individual as a person like i, I like you mm -hmm. know i just feel i feel great i feel the greatest i've felt in a long time nice all yeah. right cool so the question i have is kind of um 
I guess it can kind of play off of that. This is mm-hmm. part of a part of a listener letter that we got from Tanisha, mm-hmm. who was in Tacoma, Washington. Girl, what you doing out there? But um, so basically, her question is: You're both at different places in your dating and relationships. How do you quote unquote know when the person you're seeing is worth going to the next level of seriousness? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) I think that that is a question that needs to be answered on a case-by-case basis. Um, Usually, I'm a person who takes it super, super, super slow in a relationship. Um, I'm a person who looks for reasons to leave. Um, And because I know once I make a commitment, like I'm in all the way, I go hard in the paint. Fun fact, like I never broke up with anyone. Not that that's something to be proud of, because I probably should have broken up with people way, way earlier. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the person who stayed long past what they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all learning and growing. But to answer your question in terms of like, how do you know when the person you're seeing is worth going to the next level with? Mm-hmm. For me, it's just when, and I know this is like a really bad demarcation, but it's just when um, things that they do that would normally annoy you mm-hmm. don't. Like you find them endearing, or like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like no. not all things, but just certain things. Like certain, like anyone else under the sun could do it, but it's just because the way they do it, or when it's just like I know it's not because I feel like I'm basing these on really negative experiences, but they're really not. It's like when you've had a long day and your your boss beat you up, you know, the bus sprayed water on you, somebody cursed you out mm-hmm. in the street. You just had a really bad day. And I think, and like the only thing that can make that day better is seeing that person's face or hearing their voice. You know, when you just like, oh, I wish I could. You know, that to me is when I know I want to take it to the next, the next level. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? My answers are valid. I mean, yeah, I think for yeah, because um, I think a lot of those things happen much later. I think. It's like after you've already, you know, mm-hmm. been together for a while and it's like, I can't stand the way, you, you know, you two, <laughs> your corn, you know, it's like, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. Okay, because I'm used to it by now, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> for, so for my, um, my current relationship, um, this was... Like, so we met at a time where we kind of just were, it probably wasn't the right time, like on paper for like a lot of people. Like they would have said, "Uh uh-uh, y'all got too much going on. Like individually, Mm -hmm. it's not a a good time to actually like start a relationship because um, he had just uh, moved to Philly for grad school. So he was like deep in that. um, The best time to get him. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, because he ain't got no money at that point. (laughs) <laughs> but before, 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 before he get out here in the streets, uh, holl at me after you graduate and you got that job. But um, yeah, he had just moved to Philly, so he was like new to the city. He was like deep in his program, um, and then I was like deep in my rotation, and I was like really <laughs> at a point where you know I was like taking the advice of my therapist and like like truly dating. 
Um, but yeah, I think on like our, I want to say third or fourth like proper date that, because um, we would like, you know, meet after work and like walk, go for walks because that was like something that we like to do. Um, but like our first like proper sit down, like date date. Uh, and you know, it was still kind of new. So like, you're like talking and like getting to know each other and like asking each other questions and things. And so for the listeners, like right. who don't really know me, um, I kind of get like nervous sometimes, like especially mm. if I'm like really feeling you and I start to sweat <laughs> because <laughs> I get like some kind of like anxiety. And so um, we were sitting down having sushi at um, some restaurant in Center City and we were just like talking and then I just got so nervous and had this good looking man sitting across from me like because he looked good and <laughs> I was like you know just getting we're just having like really deep conversation and then I just start right. to sweat and you know the more I realize that I'm beginning to sweat is like the more I feel like I'm actually sweating and then mm-hmm. it just keeps going until I get comfortable and then it just stops so we're having this conversation. I start to sweat profusely. It's like that scene in um, what was that movie with Ben Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston? They had the Indian food. Along Along came Polly. Along came Polly. Yeah, it was like that, <laughs> like that scene. And so I'm starting to sweat, and then he like reaches over and hands me his napkin, and he goes, "It's okay." I sweat too when I get nervous. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And it was the sweetest thing. Like it calmed me down. And like after that, like, cause you know, you kind of it's like, do I acknowledge it? Do I not? Do I like try to like wipe it away? And he doesn't see it. And it was just like making it more awkward, you know, by me trying mm-hmm. to like do it on the slide or ignore it. And then he was just like, it's okay. Like I understand you. I see you. I feel, you know, what you're going through. And then he, you know, helped me out. So it was like, okay, like, you right. get me. Like, so that, that was when it was like, it kind of clicked, like, okay. Hmm. Just you. Yeah. Okay. So ready for the next question? hmm The next question is from Larissa in Miami. Oh, it is. 305. Yes, 305. <laughs> get it, get it, Miami. They got Corona right now, too. So. Yeah. But <laughs> we hope you're okay, Larissa. <laughs> uh, the question is, what is something that most people misunderstand about you? So I guess, okay. like, like, what's most misunderstood? Uh-huh. So I'm usually, like, very, very chill. Uh-huh. And so especially, like, at work, or in certain situations that reads as disinterest or like mm-hmm. I don't understand or like something just isn't clicking. And so a lot of times um, I have the, the gears are turning like in my head. I might not be the most vocal person about like what's going on, but mm-hmm. you know, a closed eye does not a sleeping dragon make. So it's like when- Oh, what? Repeat that. <laughs> a closed <laughs> eye. Oh. Mm. I'm listening. Clo- My dog okay. just in here. I'm gonna let her out. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go out. Stop whining. 
Sorry, this is this is, this is podcasting, guys. Don't have a corona. My Sorry. <laughs> so a closed eye does not a sleeping dragon make. It's like just because the dragon's eyes are closed doesn't mean that it's sleeping. So it's like fully aware of what's going on and can act or react appropriately. It's just that, you know. Is that from Game of Thrones? No, that's like an old school saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it reads like I'm not interested or I'm not paying attention or I'm just not there or present, but. Aloof. Right. right. Okay. Um, for you? I, for me, I think that most people think that I'm conceited, full of myself, and think that I'm better. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. My bad. I think, I think that um, what a lot of people don't understand is that I sometimes can present myself as a very, very confident person who has a shit and knows it and has a shit together. And to a certain extent, I do. Like, in certain aspects of information or knowledge, mm-hmm. don't test me because I know my shit, right? But that's like a very, very, very small amount of things. Um, but I think, because I'm tall, I have a certain posture and the way I carry myself, I think that sometimes people, you know, and I even have to do like, I talk with people about it all the time because it concerns me because I don't ever want to come off like I think that I'm better than people, I think I'm conceited. Mm-hmm. But, People are like, oh, well, you're light skin, or it's how you look, and it's how you walk, it's how you talk, it's how you carry yourself. These are all like things that I really can't control. So what that tells me is like, it's not anything that I'm doing per se. It might sometimes be a projection, but I think that sometimes people think that like I'm super confident and I come off as like cocky or like you know just that conceited air, and that's not really the case. If you know me, know me, I am hella insecure. Well, about a lot of things. I constantly question myself. Sometimes I'm socially awkward. I'm like, oh my God, is this right? Or what do these people think of me? Or how am I presenting? Like I'm constantly in my head because I do care what people think about me. I like to, I, you know, I, I'll say I don't, but I'm also human. We all kind of right, care. Right, we all do, yeah. You know, so it's just, I think that sometimes what, especially people who don't know me well, what I might give off, Mm-hmm. might not is not what i really am inside but to a certain extent right. also that's a defense mechanism right mm-hmm. it's just like i'm not going to let you see me weak even though like i'm a fucking mess on the inside right now and that also right. gets exhausting and mm-hmm. i think that as the older i've been i've gotten the more therapy i've gotten i learned that you don't gotta be that and that sometimes people can just connect with you being a mess not too mm-hmm. much of a mess but like a relatable mess right. and vulnerable and mm-hmm. that's and that's good too yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what it, the misunderstanding. Yeah, I think it's about like the vulnerability of it, and like um, people have their people are always going to have their own perceptions or whatever. But you know, it's it's the reality of of who you are on the inside that matters. Okay. Next question: What is your biggest fear, and how close um, have you? come to encountering it oh my gosh um my biggest fear is is failure and public humiliation like to fail on a massive scale in a public Uh space where everyone knows that you failed and i think that i've all i've honestly overcome that for me everyone knows in the podcast that i'm a lawyer an attorney in new jersey and pennsylvania and i failed the bar exam the first time i took it 
Now, what people may not know is that in Pennsylvania, when you don't pass the bar exam, so all the people who pass your names on a list, right. and they send an email out to everyone who's barred in the state saying results came out today. Mm -hmm. And you can go to the website. There's a website. If you, and if you passed, your name is on the list. If you did not pass, your name's mm -hmm. not there, and everyone will know. So it's almost like a form of like public shaming. So I failed the bar exam by a very low margin my first time, and I contested it. They didn't want to hear it. I had to reset mm -hmm. and pass and pass the second time, or take it and pass the second time. Mm -hmm. But for me, that was probably like my biggest fear realized. Not only was it failure, mm -hmm. there's something that I dedicated my life to, worked really hard for, studied my ass off for. I mean, 12 hours a day for, you know, over eight weeks straight. I mean, that entire summer, I just didn't remember, like, my sister's high school graduation. I was just studying incessantly. And then to have like failed by so little, like it was crushing, it was heartbreaking, but then for it to be in such a public way, I remember when that happened, for me, it was just, that was my biggest fear. And I realized it. <laughs> and um, since then I've kind of always operated differently. It was for me, I know it sounds petty or, or like silly, mm -hmm. but it was probably one of the most like life-shaping things that has ever happened to me. Because it was like then overcoming that. But like when that right. happened, I remember legit, my, I, I didn't even, I was trembling. I couldn't even mm -hmm. like get my fingers to type in the website to check. My mom had to check on the website for me. Mm -hmm. And she was looking too long and her eyes were filling up with water. She was shaking her head. And I knew in my gut. And remember the scene in Sex in the City where Big didn't show up to the wedding and she just mm -hmm. rolls over? Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. I collapsed. And my mom and my sisters had to drag me out of my apartment, whisk me into the mm -hmm. car. And I laid in bed and cried for three days straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was like my biggest fear. It's like failure on a massive public scale. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. These are really revealing questions. Oh my God. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, I think mine is kind of similar to that. It's that um, my biggest fear is disappointing my mom and my family. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. with. Um, yeah, I just think that with that, it, it just would be such a massive disappointment. I think that like that is my biggest fear that if my mom would ever say, I'm disappointed in you, like I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like stab me in the heart and mm -hmm. twist. And so I just think, you know, uh, that would be my, be my biggest fear. But I don't think, um, because the way my family is, is like, we are so supportive of each other. And, you know, in that moment of failure or defeat or, you know, anything, you know, similar to your family, it's, it's protection mode. And, you know, if something happens and you feel like you didn't perform as well as, as you thought you would, or you wanted to, and you are down and feeling, you know, all the feelings, then, you know, their reaction would immediately be okay let's whisk you away we're going to protect you and we're going to figure it out and we're going to make you know a plan and and act on that in order to to um get a different outcome in the future so i think you know it's kind of i think it's kind of similar to yours yeah i think yeah. That, I, I think that failure because failure also goes hand in hand with rejection right, right. 
because like, in failing the bar exam, well, I'm rejected from practicing. But I think that, that that's a major fear for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. and, and, but I think it manifests itself in individual ways. Yeah. Well, I think rejection is more like external, whereas failure or disappointment is more like a internal. Like you can get rejected from a job or a man or a date or whatever, but mm -hmm. that's more about like them or external factors. Whereas if you disappointed someone, like that's more like a ooh. Right, yeah, I see what you're saying. But mm -hmm. they also, they can, they, they can be kinda, in many ways as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, they're like, they're like cousins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. No so um, my next question comes from um, Gavin in DC. And Gavin? I'm just going to kind of paraphrase Gavin. Yes. Okay. And he, I'm just going to paraphrase the situation. Okay. Basically, him and his boyfriend have been together for three years. They live in DC. They're in their early 30s. And they're in love with one another. They want to be with one another. But they want to try to spice things up in the bedroom. Um, they actually have had a couple of invitees or guest stars, but they're thinking about mm -hmm. for for Gavin, he's saying that his situation is that he wants to be more, it's not just the physical, he wants to be emotionally invested with someone else too. Um, from reading the letter, it seems as though they invited someone else in the dalliance, so it's gotten a little emotional with that person. He wants to make mm -hmm. it a couple but his boyfriend wants to keep it just on the physical level and he wants to know what he should do. Um, well, when is y'all lease up? Because DC real estate is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, in Philly, they say that you can't get evicted until September, but girl, <laughs> you might need to break out of there as soon as you can and leave them alone because i think uh with uh, it would be different if oh i don't know this is just a mess <laughs> it's different for the couple like so the guest star can pop in and pop out whenever they want to and they don't right. have to deal so with guest, everything it's, it's, it's guest starring it's not yeah. your show yeah and you don't have to <laughs> deal with all of the production of the show behind the scenes and so uh, i think that's the kind of like we talked about last week the whole will and jada stuff like i think that's kind of like the behind the scenes stuff that can happen when you do you know have that open relationship situation mm -hmm. um but yeah if you're not down for it and the your partner is then that ain't the partner for you and y'all should have had a lot more conversations before Y'all open that up. You know what's interesting? Because I think that a lot of gay couples, and Gavin is a gay couple, he's with a man. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that, not that it's the nature of men to just kind of get sexually bored. When it's two men, it's just like, oh, I want to spice it up. And I feel like because polyamory, I was going to say polygamy. <laughs> I don't even know the terms. But because polyamory and open relationships seem to be so prevalent within the gay community, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of gays just feel like, okay, well, that's the next step that we should take. And regardless of whether or not that's something that they in fact even want. And then like, what are the rules? What are the parameters within that? Cause that looks mm -hmm. different for everyone. Right. And I think that to, to your point, that's something that should be discussed with your partner and you should honor the boundaries that you set. And Gavin, it seems as though you haven't because it seems like your, your partner was explicit about wanting to keep it strictly physical. Mm -hmm. 
but now you've kind of gotten this emotional attachment to this third party, i.e. the yeah. star, and there, therein lies the violation of the trust. You know, although y'all keep pushing the boundary, the trust is about to be off the cliff. Yeah. Um, that's where that lies. So, and, maybe, and maybe your desires and wants have changed. And to Marcia's point, time to end things, get a new lease, and do that. But, you yeah. know, on and on yeah. it seems to go. You don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone, though. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a role in the hey, worth it. I mean, how much mixing up does one need? I mean, I don't know what y'all's situation is either. Yeah, but I'm just... I mean, I'm just saying, to me, it's, it's, it's a little messy. It seems a little messy. Yeah. So I was watching that show, Succession, um, that I told you about mm-hmm. on, H- on HBO. And so it's um, about this family. And there's, like, the one daughter. And she's married to this guy. And on their wedding night, mm-hmm. the woman the woman tells the guy, oh, hey, by the way, I prefer an open relationship. And he's like, what, bitch, what? <laughs> Annulment, annulment. We were never married. Yeah, undo it. Like, undo on, it. On the wedding night, she dropped that bomb on him, and then she proceeds. That's manipulative. Yeah, and then she proceeds because she. I, I feel like she cheated on him before, and then on the wedding night, that's when she came clean about the cheating, and then said, "Oh, I want to open a relationship," and then in the next in season two, then she's like cheating and cheating and cheating. And it's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, wait, I didn't sign up for this. And so she's like trying to like coerce him into having a threesome, getting his own person on the side, like doing all these like kind of shady mm-hmm. things because she wants what she wants. And she's not really willing to kind of hear what he wants. Right. And that's the good point that you that you kind of brought up was like the coercion. Like mm-hmm. you, you might. It's it is someone like if the person's not on it, if they're not enthusiastically with it, don't try to like get them to do what you want to do because that's what you want and that's not what they want because it's not going to align. It's maybe manipulative. Even in Gavin's case, it basically seemed like like Gavin's boyfriend wanted to open things up for physical. Gavin was kind of reluctant or hesitant, and then when mm-hmm. they did, he got emotionally tied because yeah. wasn't, you didn't want just the physical. Y'all weren't on the same page. Yeah, it just it feels like opportunity for messiness. Yeah, yeah. So I hope y'all wrapping it up because Corona ain't the only virus out here. (laughs) What? Did you see them gays down to Fire Island? I did. Oh my god, child! The gays is on Fire Island. Not a mask in sight. Not a glove. Not a hand sanitizer. But it's just like like it. You know they want no condoms out there either. Child, you, I, no, there was no forms of plastic. <laughs> have you been to Fire Island? land skin once on mm-hmm. a dangerous situation. Never again. It's like a festival of just yeah, basically. And they only got that one bar. I'm like, y'all need to expand. Because Fire Island's very like the house party. Mm-hmm. You know, like whose house are we going to thing. It's very, you know, yeah. she Okay, what's the next question? <laughs> All right. So we get, we're getting a lot of um, relationship questions. So this one is from Remy in Montreal. Um, he says, um, so if you're trying to impress a man, what is your go-to, go-to meal to cook for him? It depends on the season. <laughs> 
No, it don't. <laughs> no, it don't. Why? You tell me then. You tell me. What's my go-to meal then? Do you know? The nachos. No. The nachos with Doritos. <laughs> oh, no, no. We, once, once, once I make nachos. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Time out. So, one of my famed struggle meals is cheap nachos. But instead of using tortilla chips, I use Cool Ranch Doritos. And sometimes if I'm feeling fancy, I'll use another form of Doritos. Not nacho, though, because nacho ain't my one. I like the one that come in a purple bag. And then I'll put my meat on them and my cheese and everything. The nachos fucking hit. They're good. They're amazing. And you're right. You know what? The nachos have probably secured many men's. But he asked... He, Remy asks, what do you cook to impress someone? So if I'm trying to impress you, I'm either going to cook you a steak, which I cook beautifully, or I'm going to cook you... Do you do um, cast iron? Crap. Or grill? I do cook in cast iron, yes. Absolutely for a steak, cast iron. Okay. Or I'm going to cook you, like, if it's summertime, I'm going to do, like, a nice crab cake sitch. Or I'm going to do you a nice surf and turf, like a lobster. I'm going to send some little coins. I'm going to pair it nicely with wine. We're going to have a nice charcuterie to start. We're going to have a nice meal. And we're going to end it on a nice dessert. And then dessert after dessert. That's dessert my kind of thing. And dessert. Dessert and dessert. That's right. Okay. So that's kind of my go-to cooking okay. meal for you. Okay. Hmm. How about nice. you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, like you said. Coco Vaughn in winter. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's a. I mean, it can be, can be. My cocovan is good. Yeah, I think it depends on, depends on the man. I think because, you know, it don't take a lot to impress some people. <laughs> so like, sometimes like vegetarian. No, <laughs> because my veggie meals be good, but um. Okay, girl. Don't do that. So, <laughs> so this is so this meal was to impress a man. It wasn't my man though. So oh. she's gonna kill. She's gonna kill me for telling this. But my friend Trina um, was dating this guy, and she she said that she was gonna cook him dinner. And somehow they got on the topic of um, like lasagna from from like from scratch or whatever. And so. Okay. I made like the bomb spinach lasagna and she told him that she could make spinach lasagna because and he somehow they, he was like oh that's my favorite like I love spinach lasagna and I was like so then she tells me she calls me she's like um I got a problem <laughs> because I told this man I could make spinach lasagna with like the alfredo sauce like from scratch and like everything like mm-hmm. done and she's like can you come over because we lived in the same apartment complex um, she's mm-hmm. like, can you come over and make it and then leave before it gets here? <laughs> so, so, like, we went to the store. We got all the stuff. We went to her apartment, like, prepped it. She's like, don't cook it all the way. Like, I got to act like I'm doing something. <laughs> wow. So we, like, put it together, like, just enough and then um, kind of staged it so, like, when he got there, she would be like finishing up the meal and like put it in the oven and like all that. So all of that mm-hmm. happened. Like I snuck out like right before he got there and they were together for a really long time after that. And I think it has something to do with my lasagna. Okay, get it, get it. <laughs> the lasagna is proven. Yes. That's some okay. good ass lasagna. 
Well, right now. All right. All right. Are you ready for my next listener question? This one's kind of heavy. Okay. All right. So this question is from Vanessa in Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. Um, Vanessa is 28. She works as an executive assistant. She is married, happily married, and she is the mother of a three-year-old little boy. Um, and she says that, you know, she loves her son. She mm-hmm. is proud to be his mother. She absolutely loves being a wife. And she kind of, when she got married in her early 20s, you know, they, so they had some time. It was just them before kids. But okay. around 25, she did have a son. And she just felt like, because that was the next thing you were supposed to do. But now mm-hmm. that he's three, she says she doesn't think that she wants to be a mother anymore. Um, it's just not what she thought it would be. She feels like she's losing herself. She feels like it's just all-consuming. She doesn't have the support that she thought she would have. And it's just not what she envisioned when she got pregnant. So what... Obviously, she doesn't. She's not gonna give her baby for adoption. But she's just like, how does she reconcile? She could. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I mean, she could. No judgment. No judgment. But it doesn't seem like she doesn't have the ability to take care of her child, or doesn't, or it doesn't seem like you know, she has some issues preventing her from doing so that would harm the well-being of the child. But I think she's just thinking that it's not what she thought it would be. Um, I don't know most how to answer parents. this question. <laughs> I think most parents say the same thing. It's not what I thought it would be. Like I feel like a lot of parents are like, "Oh, it's just gonna be. We're gonna take pictures by the lake, and we're gonna dress up in the same outfit, and you know, we're gonna be. They're gonna be so chill. I don't have to do anything." Uh, but when they got diarrhea and that shit is running all out the diaper or they're up late at 3 a.m. and you got to work the next day, or they just fucking up your whole schedule. I think that is common. And especially now with, like, people at home, the daycares are closed. Like, you got to be with this motherfucker all fucking day. Three years old is a hard age. She got a a boy or a girl? Mm, Boy. Boy. Boys are t- <laughs> boys are tough, like in the beginning, but then they're much more chill, like when yeah. they grow when they grow up. But like three, mm-mm. um, and where is the baby daddy? She's married. I, from from without getting too many details of her letter, it seems as though she's not getting all the support. Well, fuck that, that motherfucker. That's <laughs> the husband. Like okay, he like he down in the basement. <laughs> playing playstation or nintendo switch or something like girl like get, you need to get on him and I, th- I mean as someone who's not a parent i can't really speak to it i mean both my younger sisters have become mothers and i think they're amazing awesome mothers but i think that when i was a kid right because my only frame of reference was my mom when yeah, i was same. a kid i was just like my mom's annoying, Ugh, she don't do anything, oh, whatever, whatever. Like, I didn't view my mom as an actual person until I got older. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. like, I see my sisters be mothers, and they're younger than me, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these women are angels. They are heaven sent. Oh, my God. How do they do this? How do they handle this? Right. Like, I mean, and my nieces and nephews aren't bad. They're actually great kids. But kids are just a lot. They require a lot of you. So I think that you know, and that's, you might just need to kind of adjust your expectation. I think that also maybe, and she alluded to in her letter, you know, she got married at 23, 
you have kids at 25. So it's just like a lot of her peers aren't doing that, which is kind of different. Like, you know, these days people don't just start having kids right after college. It kind of no. go to grad school. So I think a lot of her peers are out here living their lives and doing fun things that she feels like she's missing out on because she has a kid. Yeah. But that's also the life you chose. And again, I think you just have to like adjust your expectations. Maybe get some friends to have some kids. You know, make some friends down. Oh, Corona. Let's make some friends down at the daycare, or like adjust your life to reflect what yours now. But I. But what you? I, mean, I can't personally speak to it. What she needs to do right now is go down to the Planned Parenthood, get you an IUD or the patch, because you don't need to have no more kids until you figure that no shit more. out. <laughs> Today. <laughs> But don't. The IUDs be slipping though, from what I had heard. Ooh. Wow. Is IUDs or diaphragms? No, the oh, diaphragm no. is like a <laughs> like a plastic thing you put over the cervix. An IUD is like a little piece of metal that they put inside the uterus. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's like yeah. a little. It bends like that. I see mm-hmm. the marinas. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching and the Kylina. They be dancing around a lot on them commercials. Like y'all, bad. They be doing happy. a lot. They, they be, be doing dancing, synchronized swimming, yeah. shopping for groceries. Why are you dancing in the prune aisle, honey? Because she's like, I can have sex and I ain't gonna get pregnant. Yeah, now I can fuck <laughs> raw. Sixty <laughs> <Let me laughs> <tootsie> roll <laughs> over these tomatoes. Oh, All, All right, you got the next question. Yeah. So this is the last. Um, this is the last one on my list. But, right. Yeah, just, just wrap it up. This is the last okay. question. My bad. And then you have, do you have one more? No, I'm good. Okay. So the, oh wait, hold on. It went away. Um, da, da, da. Where did it go? Oh, I'm looking okay. for the question. Have you yeah, found it? Sorry. Yeah, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, if your online presence could only be one of the following, which would you rather do? Makeup tutorials, restaurant reviews, a travel blog, or OnlyFans? OnlyFans is, I mean, I respect everyone who does OnlyFans. I think that your work is important. I think that it is um, valued and we should not shame you, but I'm not going on OnlyFans. Okay. That's not a judgment. That's just a personal choice. Respect okay. my choice. Okay. Um, makeup tutorials is very tempting because anyone who knows me knows that I love me some Jackie Ina. I love <laughs> me some Patricia Bright. I love me some um, Aisha. I love me some makeup, um, makeup Kayla. I love all them girls. But not Jeffree Star. Not Jeffree Star. We don't feature Jeffree Star. Mm-mm. Okay, good. But I love I love to watch makeup tutorials. Mm-hmm. No, I don't wear makeup. But to me, I'm a person who's kind of type A, but I'm really like type A minus. But like, because I want some creativity, but also like process. I like step one, right. step two, step three. I like knowing that you first have to put on your, you know, your um your setting spray. And then you want to put on your foundation, and you want to put on your concealer, and then you want to put on your highlights, and then you want to do your brow, and you want to do your eyelid, and you put your lashes, mm-hmm. and you do your lip. Like, I like order and process. Okay. okay. But I also like creativity, and creativity comes in in color and shapes and tones. So I do love makeup tutorials. However, so makeup tutorials is number two. What was the other one? 
Um, Travel and restaurant reviews. See, when I think of restaurant reviews online, I think of Yelp. And Yelp to me is just where like people go to like complain and have gripes. No, I think it's more like a food critic, like Craig LeBon or like really upscale. All right, so I'm gonna kind of cheat and I'm gonna do, may he rest in peace, some Anthony Bourdain shit. I'm going to do travel blog with a restaurant review embedded in it, right? Because to me, mm-hmm. is that cheating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna put it to one. But when you travel, you're gonna eat, right? So, like on my travel on travel blogs, I watch lots of like I watch um, Kate, um but the travel blog is about the travel. Kara and Nate, right? But on the travel, you got to eat. No, just like this is the hotel, this is the flight, this is the okay. But on the Uber hotel, if you go to the resort, you're not gonna review the food. Like the food is not the food. Part of the uh-uh. Just the room. <sighs> this is the flight. Like that's all right. I, I would still choose to be a travel blogger because okay. they get bomb ass stays at exclusive ass resorts, <laughs> and Good I would show y'all the bedroom and the pools and the first class and the catamarans. And I would have my, my garments on and I'd have my drone, and we'd be doing all of that swimming with sharks, swimming with dolphins, parasailing. Um, and I guess I just wouldn't show you the food on vacation. But it was a toss-up between food and travel. But travel was the main thing. So I would choose to have my only online presence be a travel blogger. Okay. Although I had aspirations to be Anthony Bourdain and maybe rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, I was trying to get around it. (laughs) I think I want to be a food travel blogger. (laughs) Who does makeup tutorials in the hotel room. Nah, girl. Um, I think mine would be, because I, so I think mine would be the makeup tutorials. Like if that, if I had to make a job out of it, it would have to be that because that is something that I do not like. I enjoy the other three much, much more than making something like my job. So like if you're saying, you know, to be like an influencer or something in, in one of these fields, it would be that because it would only be work for me because I think, you know, these travel people, that's a job. Like, um, his name's Sam Choi. He does, like, the flight reviews, and he has this whole website, and he's, like, literally flying from one place to another to another to another to another in, like, the span of a day. And then he has to write the reviews. He has to take a certain amount of video, and you're on the clock, and so you don't really get a chance to enjoy things like that. And I wouldn't want to be, like, at this bomb-ass resort and I know I gotta take this drone footage. I gotta go see the pool. I gotta go check the amenities. I gotta do this recording of the hotel room. I gotta walk the grounds. And you're like on the clock. And if you're at right. a, doing restaurant reviews, you're not really immersed in the experience of it because you have to, mm. you know, jot down your notes and take this and take, you know, and take pictures of the food and do the so it would suck the life and the joy out of everything for me. Interesting perspective. For a job. I love that. Yeah. We've talked about making our hobbies our income before and like how mm-hmm. I can balance that. And yeah. I don't know, for me, I think that I love that like the juxtaposition of just the difference. Like, because I totally get what you're saying now and I didn't mm-hmm. even think of it. My first answer was like, I love to travel. Hey, I'll travel. Like, I'll travel. Love- <laughs> yeah. Right, but I would just—it would become such a, a a chore. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this only is fine. Only, only, oh, well. oh, he's like, oh, you, but she said he said I enjoyed the other three. <laughs> he enjoyed, he enjoyed what happens on OnlyFans. He just don't want to do work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's work, though. But it's yeah. tutorial work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for our uh, fun questions and answer episode of Category Is. Yes, be sure to um, stay tuned. We're counting down to our 100th episode, which is yes. in a few weeks. Oh my God, I can't even believe it. But I know. You know. Yeah, we have some things planned, but the whole situation, we got to shift and change and pivot. Things. But we are going to bring you guys something amazing. So stay tuned for that. Yes, more details to come about our 100th show. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much again. You can also visit us and check everything Category Years Podcast out at CategoryYearsPod.com. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Years. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.